live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. It is 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you know what time it is. That means you're locked and loaded right here on LFA TV, and this is Live from America. I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting from the live free or die Granite State of New Hampshire, and I'm broadcasting with my boy, producer Eli. Show us some love, and it is an honor and a blessing to be here with you guys. God bless you all. To everybody watching, listening, sharing, liking, rumbling. May God bless your lives. May he bring healing and restoration. Love, kindness, and compassion, and heavenly wisdom to your hearts and your homes. Because you know that as for me in my home, we will serve the Lord, the Almighty God. I want to do some live shout-outs if we can right now. We have got Marky2021, Bobby Driver. Is in the building. Dennis9904 watching. How you doing? We've got Missy watching from Oklahoma. How are you, Missy? Good to see you. Gene, how you doing? Angel grandmother. Uh, Bumblebee Patriot, how you doing? Mr. Tough Chocolate is in the building. I'm glad you're not Mr. Weak Chocolate. Grammy Love is here. Peg, how you doing, Peg? Good to see you. Olivia and Gracia is in the building. Terry Sue, how are you, Terry Sue? Wayne Davis, Nolan Wallace. Roxanne is in the building. Andrew says, so happy to be back to a normal LFA schedule. Loving Eli and Jeremy and all of the LFA family. Denise is watching. How are you? Kayla is in the building. Bobby is here. T-Man Alex from uh, from Kansas is here. We've got I'm Sullivan watching. Says, hello, LFA family. Darlene from Michigan. Good to see you, Darlene. Clee Sully is in the building. How are you, Clee? Good to see you. Vicky 65, Miguel Ortiz, Snell is here we've got uh freedom forever says mccarthy sucks that might be the best comment of the day and we're not even getting started yet mccarthy does suck i move and have a motion to vacate kathy from central new york finger lakes region how you doing good to see you lisa from las vegas and one more here let's give it to ann m k she says howdy from wyoming howdy ann good to see you thank you for joining with us well folks you know when you give you know, the, the sniffer and thief, Captain Corn Pop, uh, the illegitimate sniffer and thief, Joe Biden himself, Joseph Robin at Biden. When you give him any more than, I don't know, one or two questions to the mainstream media, it becomes a complete you-know-what show, especially lately, which is why they've only been taking one or two very scripted questions, and then the man shuffles off and does the sharding shuffle out of the uh, whatever room he's in. Well, today, I think they screwed up, and I think they let him talk a little bit too long. So he's trying to explain to the media, while keeping his fellow radical communist Democrats on his side, that he didn't negotiate with Kevin McCarthy. Folks, the good thing is this this backdoor deal that Kevin McCoward and Joseph Robin and Biden made looks like it's already falling apart. He's already saying, I didn't make a deal with Kevin McCarthy. I negotiated on the budget, not the debt ceiling. And the mainstream media says, no, that's not, sir. That's not true, sir. He's like, he doesn't know what to say. Roll the clip. President, you said at the beginning that the debt ceiling was not negotiable. Isn't that what you've just done here? Isn't that what you guys, look, we're not negotiating the debt ceiling. Here's the deal. They passed, they said they're going to, they passed the debt ceiling. And they said they'd only do it on condition that it have all these cuts in it. 
I said, I'm not going to do that. You pass the debt ceiling, period. I'll negotiate with you on the cuts, what you say, what's going to happen, what, what, what the budget's going to look like. That's what we are negotiating in order to get to them deciding that they're going to go along with a new debt ceiling, meaning that it's not attached. It's something totally different attached than was attached before. So if you want to try to make it look like I made some compromise in the debt ceiling, I didn't. I made a compromise on the budget. That's what they wanted, is you to make a compromise on the budget, and that's what you've done, even though you haven't gone as far as they wanted. Isn't that right? Sure, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I got him. Can you think of an alternative? Got him. <laughs> Got him. Well, sure. Yeah, I did. Here, uh, here, folks, folks, here's the deal. All right. Here, here, here's, here's the deal. Wait a minute. Let me talk here. Here, here's the deal. All right. We, we made, we made, we, we made it, we made it negotiation off, off a budget. Not the debt seal. And we put it in a toaster and we, we put it in a toaster and it popped right up there. And I said, you MAGA king, you Republican MAGA king. And I said, I said, no way, man. That's the deal. That's the, here's the deal. And that's the deal right there. And that's what I said. Yeah, but sir, isn't that exactly what we're saying that you did? (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess it is. (laughs) What an idiot. What an idiot. And and somebody's right. Somebody's like, does anybody even care anymore? Amen. It's not a joke. You put a toaster in there, you, you cost the debt ceiling, a negotiation and fit with him to it. You know? <laughs> so it's not a joke. It's not, it's not a joke right there. Absolutely disastrous response to a very valid question. You said there was no wiggle room, yet you appear to deal with Kevin McCarthy. What's that? It's not what I said, Dar. It's not what I said. Anyway, folks, we're going to get onto something a little bit more meaningful here, and that's a letter, okay? Now, this LFA family has raised a lot of money in the last two and a half years for people who are struggling in our family, who are struggling in the LFA community. Nothing makes me more proud outside of being able to walk with Jesus than to know that I'm doing it alongside people who are willing to maybe sacrifice something to help others. And we got a letter back. I'd like to read that letter for you right now in appreciation for what you have done for so many people. Hello, Jeremy and LFA family. Shelly Rose is my cousin and has been such a positive encouragement to me during these last several months since I found out that I have stage four cancer. My life has changed drastically. I wade through doctor appointment tests, chemo, and it's brutal at times. Through it all, Shelly Rose continued to text me. One day a couple weeks ago, she told me that she had a surprise for me. She explained how your LFA family had gotten together some money to send to me. It's incredible that people who haven't even met me are so generous and thoughtful in giving me such a gift. I hope you can tell that it touches my heart, and I'm so grateful to each one of you who gave this to me, a stranger during this difficult time in my life. Thankfully, as a Christian, I have hope. My personal faith in Jesus Christ keeps me going. Jesus, who knew no sin, died for my sins, he didn't remain dead, but rose again, shed his blood on the cross, was a perfect sacrifice for my sins and my faith in him for salvation. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, and she quotes, For by grace you are saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. This gift of salvation is free and everlasting, received by personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm so thankful for that. I'd also like to say thank you to everyone who has prayed for me. I can picture prayers all around the world ascending to God for me. Please keep praying for God's healing in my life. With a grateful heart, Shelly Rose's cousin, Kay. We also have a brand new corn pop baby who's born. And I have an update on the corn pop baby right before the show. Can I give you that? The update is this update. Little Isla is doing well. She's off the breathing tube on CPAP, holding on and doing well. The doctors are glad with her progress. Tabitha was released from the hospital, and we are getting some much-needed skin-to-skin time with their precious little bundle of joy. Folks, with all the reason why I kind of just brought you through all that is to let you know this. 
And my daughter broke her arm on Saturday as well. Little Lily broke her arm, in case you haven't heard. Through everything, we have each other, but more importantly, we have God. Through everything, we have each other, but more importantly, we have our faith in Jesus Christ, and we congregate here every single day, fellowship, truth. We lean on each other when needed. There is nothing else on TV or in podcasting like this. And for that reason alone, do me a big favor and share to as many profiles on social media as you have with this link and rumble as we go to the Lord. Now, I'm going to do something a little different today. I'm going to read from both morning and evening versions of Jesus Calling because I think today calls for it. So check this out. Here was the morning for all those who read Jesus Calling. Time with me cannot be rushed. I am guilty of this, and I apologize, my Lord in heaven. Time with me cannot be rushed. When you are in a hurry, your mind uh, flitters back and forth between me and the tasks that are ahead of you. Push back the demands pressing in on you. Create a safe space around you, not a uh, snowflake safe space, a spiritual safe space, a haven in which you can rest with me. I also desire this time of focused attention, and I use it to bless you, strengthen you, and equipping you for the day ahead. Thus, spending time with me is a wise investment. Bring me the sacrifice of your precious time. This creates sacred space around you, space permeated with my presence and my peace. No matter how passionately in love a bride and a groom may be, their vows last only until one of them dies. My commitment to you, however, is absolute unlimited. When you asked me to be your savior, I wed you for eternity. Neither death nor life nor anything else in creation can separate you from my love. And Romans 8, 38 and 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love that God, the love of God that is Jesus Christ our Lord. And before you turn out the light tonight, find your joy and assurance in my unwavering commitment to you. And you know, sometimes I think I, I rush God's word. Because so many people say, I'd rather you just get started with the news. That's why I tune in. Well, I would say the reason why I do this is for God and God first. So I'm not going to rush God anymore. When we get done, God, we start the news. Okay? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. LFA TV is changing the world, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't matter if there's a few or if there's a lot. LFA TV is changing the world. And for the first time, we actually dipped down to only 50% of our monthly need for viewer donorship. But God is going to make sure that everything works out just fine. So let's do it. Let's lift up our cups and let's have our first slurp of the day. Woo! All right, here we go. Kevin McCoward. All right, Kevin McCoward. Um, we're going to actually get to a few things, okay? Because today was the deadline. I misspoke earlier. I said it was tomorrow. Today was the deadline for the FBI to produce those documents. Well, just before the show today, they said no, but we're going to get to that story in just a little bit. Right now, I want to get back to the debt ceiling because Kevin McCoward is under a microscope right now, and we're going to see how much of a um, spine Kevin McCarthy actually has within the next few days. First of all, let's go back to the debt ceiling negotiation that we were just speaking of, okay? Because now that the House Freedom Caucus is speaking out, now that everybody on both sides is saying this deal is terrible, nobody wants to support it, the only way he's going to get it passed in the House of Representatives is if he gets a ton of Democrat support, okay? And for him to get a ton of Democrat support would basically, we would motion to vacate right away anyway because he's not anything that we need as a leader in the Republican House of Representatives. And, the, and I'm going to show you that the House Freedom Caucus isn't playing games. They're leaving everything on the table. And there will be a motion to vacate if this bill has any, has any even any breathing room of passing whatsoever. But first of all, let me take you back to Kevin McCarthy because now he's frantically trying to 
understand why people don't like this bill. Come on, guys. As he very robotically looks at the camera and says, come on, guys. I went and did a backdoor deal with Biden. It's a good deal. I promise you it's a good deal. Kevin McCarthy, let me just say one more time, okay? Let me just be able to say one more time. Kevin McCarthy, you are not a salesman. You're barely a politician. You're just a dirtbag. Let's go ahead and roll this clip as he's trying to sell it to the American people. Just doesn't understand why. Have you had any conversations with members of the Freedom Caucus that have been against this bill and yes. now are saying they might vote motion to vacate? I've talked to many about whether they're for or against the bill. I'm not sure what in the bill people are concerned about. It what? is the largest savings of $2.1 trillion Lies. we've ever had. Lies. It's the first time in history the largest rescissions where we're pulling money back from the hardworking taxpayers that are going to China. Are they opposed to work requirements for welfare? Oh, Should spin, someone continue spin. to be able to sit on the couch able-bodied with no children and not be helped to find a job? Are we concerned about, for the first time, to be able to change the environmental review in 40 years so we can build things in America faster? Uh, I'm not quite sure where they're opposed. Or the ability to even have Congress work again to do the job, the appropriation bills. There are consequences for that. But to be able to take a Trump executive order, PAYGO, and put it into effect um, with this president to stop him from spending the trillions of dollars. Now, if people are against saving all that money or work reforms in welfare reform, I can't do anything about it. Oh, my. Lanta, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and click that. I'm a loser. Oh, I don't want to hear the antics. I don't want to hear the excuses. Come on. And I'm not what I appear to be. Come on, Kevin McCarthy. Nobody wants to hear your cheese and wine excuses. You are horrible. And Republicans and Democrats alike don't want this bill. So God forbid you get enough uh, Republicans where you only need, uh, you know, a few Democrat votes and they come over and vote with you. Then everybody's going to know exactly who you are. We know. We'll give you props when props are due, but we've known you're a coward. You've always been a coward. I want you, I want to play of all people, Ron DeSantis supporter, Chip Roy. Listen to what he says. Um, listen to what he says about uh, what he thinks about this bill. Go ahead and roll it. Last week, there was a breach. There was a breach in the structure that we agreed to put in place to make sure that we are representing the American people through this heretofore United Republican Conference. The Republican Conference right now has been torn asunder. And we are working hard to try to put it back together again this weekend by making sure that this bill gets stopped. I want to be very clear. Not one Republican should vote for this deal. Not one. If you're out there watching this, every one of my colleagues, be very clear. Amen. Not one Republican should vote for this deal. Last week, Amen. there Thank was a you. breach. Again, I'm not, I, I, look, I, I've, I've always been a Chip Roy. I like Chip Roy. I think he's done good stuff at the border. Uh, his support for Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump really get through me for a loop. Uh, but regardless, he's right there. Not one Republican should vote for this bill. So here's what the House Freedom Caucus said when they were asked, are you going to do a motion to vacate? Because they can. They can do a motion to vacate. Let's play this uh, real quick, and then we'll come back and talk about the motion to vacate, okay? Thank you, Jackson Richmond, Epoch Times. Um, were the bill to go forward, would you file a motion to vacate the chair? Look, we are focused. I'll let each member speak for themselves. But for me, I am focused on defeating this bill. What happens post that and the agreements that we have, we will decide once we de we've determined the disposition of this bill and its finality. Yes, ma'am. And that basically is, is that's basically is leaving the door open to, to yes, we'll do a motion to vacate because the House Freedom Caucus can do that. Now, uh, here's let's get to the House Freedom Caucus. Let's get to any motion to vacate. OK. Would there be enough votes to remove Kevin McCarthy? No, of course not. There wasn't enough votes to stop him from getting in. So what difference does it make if they motion to vacate anyway if there's not enough votes? Because they'll motion to vacate again. And they'll motion to vacate again. And they'll motion to vacate again. Look, ladies and gentlemen, there were, what, 14 votes for House Speaker that got people to almost throwing fists inside the House of Representatives cha uh, chambers, right? Kevin McCarthy was pacing back and forth up and down the aisle screaming at Matt Gates. That was 14. 
times. That they've, I think it was 14 if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Kevin McCarthy's number, it's in the chat right here. 202-225-2915. 202-225-2915. That's what we said before they voted him. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Motion to vacate. Somebody said, can you please tell me what a motion to vacate does? Yeah, so in the deal that Kevin McCarthy caved into in order to get the votes that he needed for speakership, one of the, uh, one of the deals uh, on, on our side was that if you do anything that's, that, that, we, that is really detrimental to our party or our movement or anything uh, in taking over and making America great again, then we can, uh, then a, a certain amount of uh, people can put up a motion to vacate, okay? And on that motion to vacate, basically everything is stalled. And it's a, mo- it's a motion to vacate the speakership from Kevin McCarthy's butt so that he is no longer the Speaker of the House. And they can stall everything. The anybody that puts up a motion to vacate, if there's enough people, they can stall everything. They can just keep putting up a motion to vacate and nothing can go through. So, yeah, there is power in that. And, and we knew we were going to have to use it. We didn't just think we were going to have to use it so quick. OK, this deal is crap. Everybody knows this deal is crap. Get rid of this deal. Motion to vacate. Now, even that rhino, uh, Nancy Mace, even she has put out a tweet Basically eviscerating the deal. Let's pop up this tweet here. This tweet from Nancy Mace says, Washington is broken. Republicans got outsmarted by a president who can't find his pants. I'm voting no on the debt ceiling debacle because playing the D.C. game isn't worth selling out our kids and grandkids. That's pretty weird that a rhino like Nancy Mace is actually coming out in opposition of this debt ceiling backdoor deal over and first before Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's supposed to be this MAGA badass, right? Marjorie, you've not answered any of my calls. You got you ducked in and got an interview at CPAC when I wasn't there. Okay, I'm, I was willing to say, okay, you know what? Timing is just, you know, it is what it is. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, you are just as bad as Kevin McCarthy. Okay? Maybe if you guys spent a little less time together. Well, I know Brian Glenn and her thing now. But either way, ladies and gentlemen, it's disgusting that rhinos are coming out before people that are supposed to be MAGA, 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 when she knows darn well that that debt ceiling deal is a a backdoor deal is a crap deal and doesn't do anything. It takes the IRS agents from 87 to 82,000. Whoa. And it really doesn't even do anything. It puts a freeze on spending for a certain time, but then it just kicks the can down the road. What this backdoor deal did is basically do what every, they all do every single time something like this comes around. Kick the can, kick the can, kick the can. You know what? When I was growing up, kick the can was a game that we used to play out side but kicking the can on finances kicking the can on responsibilities kicking the can on real leadership well sooner or later you run out of places to kick the can or the can gets so dented you can't kick it anymore sooner or later the rubber meets the road and that's all we want we want the rubber to finally meet the road now i don't think matt gates is somebody said uh, gates are both starting to reveal themselves i don't think matt gates um I want to wait and hear what Matt Gates actually... I think Matt Gates is going to come out and say something. I think he is. I mean, he was the leader of, uh, of, of uh, holding McCarthy back from the speakership. But I don't think Marjorie Taylor Greene's going to say anything. We'll find out today and tomorrow. By the end of tomorrow, if neither of those two say anything, I'm going to be, a pretty, I'm going to be pretty PO'd. Okay, I'm already PO'd at Marjorie Taylor Greene. Matt Gates, he, he's a little different breed. He might be working on something. We'll see. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Now, before we move on, I want to go to... Or before we... Um, take any breaks today. I want to move on to Arizona. I got to talk about Carrie Lake, okay? Because Carrie Lake, Carrie Lake is now appealing her case to the Supreme Court of the United States of America. I'm not holding my breath. How many times has the Supreme Court of America already let us down? Amen? But Carrie Lake, uh, her team put out a video, a never-before-seen video, and this right here, I'm wondering how many people actually seen this video even in, in, in her court case that she was just uh, in. Because this video shows Maricopa County workers behind, uh, behind doors that they're not supposed to, uh, unrestricted areas, breaking the seals of the machines in the middle of the night and reprogramming them. Everything, everything single thing that you're about to see in this video was illegal for them to do. Now, apparently it hasn't made a difference yet, but I've not seen this video. 
And this video shows three illegal moves in a row. And this is what she's taking. This is what her, her team just released and that she's going to be taking to the Supreme Court. The video the shows uh, Maricopa County uh, breaking the seals on the tabulator machines and basically reprogramming them. Uh, there's no observers there. There's no Republican and Democrat observers and no lawyers there. They're breaking into the machines, reprogramming them so that they would fail on Election Day. And this is what you're seeing here. Now, we did try to bring this in when we were just in court. We, we uh, told the judge, hey, look, we got, we got this new information that we did not have in the last trial because Maricopa County dragged their feet and wouldn't give us the system log files. We finally got it, and we started to sift through that information with our experts. They said, wait a minute, did you see this? Over three days after they did their official dog and pony show where they certified and tested the machines, over a three-day period, October 14th, 17th, and 18th, they went in and reprogrammed these machines so that they would fail. They tested them. They found, it, they found out that about 60% of them would fail. They knew that going into Election Day. They used those on Election Day. They put the failing machines in Republican areas. We did ask the judge to bring this forward. He refused, but we're going to continue to push this. What they didn't count on, Steve, is that we were recording their 24-hour cameras. Yes, they have these 24-hour cameras, and you can see there's no, there's nobody there watching over them. There's no observers. They didn't count on the fact that our side, the good guys, were actually recording this 24-hour footage to be used later, as in right now. And we're going to use this, and we have more video coming out. And we're never going to stop. We're never going to stop pursuing secure, honest elections. So the guys down at Maricopa County better get used to this steady drumbeat. The pressure is building. And hey, look, there's very few fighters that are like Carrie Lake, right? There's very few fighters. They're just going to keep going, keep going, keep going. But fortunately for her, she's got the financial backing and she's got the people and the truth on her side. Now, apparently the judge would not allow that evidence in. She's going to take that evidence to the Supreme Court. Again, we, you know, I have about as much faith in the Supreme Court as I have that, uh, you know, uh, Whoopi Goldberg will uh, be red-pilled tomorrow. Uh, long story short, um, that's the update there. And, of course, if, they're, if they can succeed, if they can succeed in Arizona at getting rid of the machines per their plenary power, per the Constitution of the United States— well, then I think it's a domino effect after that. But we've got to see some leadership somewhere. And, uh, you know, Arizona did a lot in leadership last year. Uh, but the swamp is just so dang deep. Now, we're going to get back to Arizona in just one minute. We're going to quickly highlight one of our amazing and beautiful and wonderful sponsors. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about what's going on in Arizona. Now, the first um, sponsor that I want to highlight tonight, as always, is my favorite and our longest sponsor, Field of Greens. As you can see, I got my lemon lime right here. I'm on a lemon lime kick right now. Uh, actually waiting for some more strawberry lemonade because I did like that too, but the lemon lime is what I'm on right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what Field of Greens is, it's your first time watching, or maybe it's just you never really paid attention before, think about this. Think about going and seeing a doctor, and a doctor saying, look, in order for you to be at 100% you know, uh, of what your body is capable of doing in a hundred percent lean green fighting machine. You need to go out and you need to consume this, 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 and this every day. And it gives you a list of very specific vegetables and very specific fruits. And he says, if you eat this every day, I promise you your entire life will change. Now, if you take those specific fruits and vegetables, grind it all up into a powder, put it into a jar that's what you get. Organic, superhuman food. Everybody here is losing weight. People's hair is growing back. Their cuticles and their fingernails are showing signs of, of life and promise again. Uh, rashes and, and um, uh, psoriasis and dry skin, it clears that up. It is superhuman food. What do you think God put it on this planet for? For you to consume. So go to fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code LFA if it's your first time, and you'll get a 15% discount. If it's not your first time, you can't use the promo code again. However... Obviously, you're ordering again so you like it, so you can sign up for a recurring order. And when you sign up for that recurring order, you get a discount every single time. Now, moving back to Arizona. So we've talked last week about Arizona might be the leader of the pack here, right? They may succeed where others could not succeed. Now, a lot of us learned for the very first time when Rudy Giuliani was making his travels around the world and saying, look, legislature, uh, legislatures in each state, plenary power of elections go to them. They get to decide. They get to enforce. Everybody else stays out. 
Well, we know that in key swing states like Arizona, but Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, and all those states, that they did not adhere to those rules and laws. And they changed the rules and laws. So, ladies and gentlemen, they may just be getting rid of these machines after all in Arizona. Let me bring on our friend, Senator Wendy Rogers from Arizona. Senator, how are you tonight? Great to be with you. Uh, calling you from Flagstaff here in my backyard. Flagstaff. Hey, and from what I understand, you're getting a lot of... Uh, a lot of budget cuts uh, for your voters and your constituents in Arizona, right there in your uh, backyard. I, I got a lot of uh, asks uh, that were uh, satisfied. Yes, uh, we each of our uh, senators in the Republican caucus, 16 of us in the Arizona Senate, operated on a model where each of us was allowed to ask for $30 million uh, for our districts. And I'm happy to say I got a lot of uh, bridges and roads and so forth for my very hard scrabble rural district. Good. Well, the, you know, a lot of people forget about the rural people. And, and, and in most cases, they're the people that make up, you know, the, the actual, the real votes, unless you live in Maricopa County. Uh, well, let's get to that. Um, I've, I've wanted you on the show since last week. You've been very busy talking to everybody about this plan, this idea. It's really not a new idea. It's been in the Constitution since... 1776. Can you give everybody who's watching, listening an idea of what you and Sonny Borelli and everybody else in the legislature is working on right now as it pertains to the future of the machines in Arizona? Yes, we passed Senate Concurrent Resolution 1037, SCR 1037, which did not require the governor's input. As a concurrent resolution, it is simply the product of the House and the Senate voting for it. Uh, we uh, put this into place about, oh, I don't know, two or three months ago. We didn't really promote it because we didn't want any pushback at the time. Uh, what ended up happening was Sonny Borelli, my colleague, the Senate Majority Leader, sent a letter to each of the 15 counties in Arizona. We only have 15 counties. They're very big. And said that uh, we are reclaiming, recouping, recovering our plenary power as the state legislature per the U.S. Constitution to determine time, manner, and place of federal elections. I say again, federal elections. We tried to do state elections as well. Uh, that was a basic SB Senate bill, which went through the House and Senate, but had to be um, approved by the governor. And of course, she vetoed it as she's vetoed over 100 bills. But the Senate concurrent resolution is the House and Senate saying we're reclaiming our plenary authority per the U.S. Constitution on federal elections. So this letter to uh, put this in place uh, went out to all 15 counties. What does it say? It essentially uh, underscores the fact that in 2017, the federal government said that election machines are critical infrastructure. Infrastructure. So that means that they have to be, um, ad, uh, they have to adhere to the same standards of security and uh, vulnerability as regular infrastructure machinery does in the DOD. So we enumerated all the details in a five page Senate concurrent resolution. We specifically called out Dominion, ESNS. We talked about the need for testing the need for the parts to be built in the United States, uh, to be uh, assembled in the United States, uh, that they cannot, these machines cannot have accessibility from uh, the outside, namely uh, nefarious nation state actors who are adverse to the United States. And so we uh, laid all this out and then he sent a letter and essentially said, you the counties cannot use machines for elections unless they can uh, uh, meet all of these very picky requirements. Well, honestly, it's nigh unto impossible uh, to meet those requirements. So you're talking essentially going back to paper for the federal ballot. So really one of three things can happen. Uh, they can deny uh, pursuing this per our instruction, and then we go to court. Uh, the second option is a county can say, yeah, okay, we'll do this for federal elections. We'll have a paper ballot for federal candidates, U.S. President, U.S. House, U.S. Senate, and so forth. 
we'll have a paper ballot for that. And then for the state uh, races, we'll have the machines as we've always had. Gotcha. Or, or a third option, which is the best option, I think, of course, we all think, is, hey, we don't want something that's uh, dual-purposed. Um, we want all-in-one, so let's put everything on a paper, paper ballot. ballot. Yeah. That would be the ideal. So the first option of let's go to court is probably what's going to happen, and we're now uh, looking carefully at that. So I would assume, Wendy, and I'm just going to kind of bring all this to my own assumption anyway, based on what I've seen, is that you would have to get this done pretty quickly. I mean, because you got the 2024 election coming up and court takes a long time. Number two, you would probably get uh, booted in Arizona court. We've seen how completely one-sided and corrupt they've been to Cary Lake. Uh, but if you, if you got it to Supreme Court on this issue, maybe not on other issues, I just have a hard time believing that they're going to take Kerry's case. I hope they do, but I've seen them drop other cases before with a lot less evidence. But this case would kind of fall under the same ruling as they did with, with Roe v. Wade is saying, hey, we got to go back to the state legislature. The states make this power. The states have this power. And right here in the Articles of the Constitution, it says states have plenary power. So I would think in this case, you may see success in a Supreme Court where you may not see success in an Arizona court. What say you on that? I say we never give up. That's right. We work every day at this. You never know, as I'm fond of saying, what strand of yarn will unravel the skein. And I talked to Carrie uh, every day, and I heard a little bit of uh, her uh, words there before I came on. I will see her tomorrow night. I talked to her today, yesterday. This is how we roll. Uh, we never give up. We try every angle. Amen. You never know what God is going to grant us. And so you're right. Uh, and what I foresee happening here is possibly one county suing possibly the other 14 in Arizona, which goes directly then because of that uh, to the Arizona Supreme Court. Directly. And so yep. I will be out there um, in Mojave County with Sonny Borelli at Mojave County's Board of Supervisors meeting a week, uh, less than a week from now, next Monday. I'm driving over there from Flagstaff uh, way out to Kingman. That's the most conservative county I'm understood uh, to be told in the country, certainly in Arizona. And these are brave patriots. And this is also interestingly where Abe Hamaday's case was asked to be retried. And right. I was out there two weeks ago uh, to support his case. Well, that's good because that's a good strategy. You get a county, you're right immediately who's willing to do it, sue the other counties. Boom, you're right in state Supreme Court. You're right ahead of the pack. And I think you've got plenty of time to do that. And I think that's good advice. Never, ever, ever give up because you don't know. You, you know what we do know? We know that you lose 100% of the chances that you don't take. That is what we do exactly. know. And we, and that's, exactly. And that's our motto here on LFA TV, too. We don't know what's going to stick, but we're going to come at you and keep you on the defense and keep you on your heels. Wendy, one more question before you go because everybody loves you. There's a lot of people here, thousands watching, people from Arizona. They all love you. They know you're a fighter. One more question before you go, and this might be a little personal. I don't know. Please tell me that you have not wavered in your support of our President Donald J. Trump for the 2024. Have you made a, an endorsement yet as a state senator? Affirmative. I endorse Donald Trump. Yes. And I will be doing so in writing. Absolutely. Yes. That's my girl. Oh my That's gosh. what I wanted to hear. That's oh, right. a thousand percent. Well, you know, we're losing people left and right. People that we thought were fighters and warriors showed that they actually have a horn on the front of their nose right here. And I'm so glad that we heard you say that because I was going to say, huh, we got to go if, uh, <laughs> Oh no. As we say, there is no doubt in my military mind. Yeah. Amen. Hey, well, you and, and watch my Twitter. I, I am very, very supportive. And, uh, so is my husband and we're all in, you know, it, it's a no brainer. Good. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, I'm running for reelection in 2024. This is where I belong to be a senator and to represent uh, a huge swath of the state. It's a five-hour drive from top to bottom of my state. And it's, it's my honor. I will be with Carrie and Tom Holman tomorrow night in Phoenix. Stay with the grandkids. Come back up here afterward uh, to, to Flagstaff. This is where it's happening. 
We are at the pointy tip of the sword in Arizona. This is ground zero. And uh, please do follow me. I'm still very vocal on Twitter, Wendy Rogers AZ, Gab, Getter, Truth Social, and uh, Facebook. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in the fight. Well, we got your uh, handle up there, at Wendy Rogers AZ follower. Keep up for the fight. Look, folks, we're only human. We can have disagreements. We can have agreements. But really, stay focused on the fight and pushing for Donald Trump. You can't beat that. Wendy, thank you. God bless you. We'll keep in touch, okay? God bless America. All right. God bless America. Thank you, Wendy. Awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, state senator for Arizona, Wendy Rogers. And hey, you know, I mean, there's been some things that Wendy's done that I've disagreed with. But when, when it comes to fighting like this, when it comes to doing anything you possibly can, I, I, I always, always, always show love to people who fight. Always. I even show, even when I don't want to show love to Kevin McCarthy, if he does something good, I got to, um, I got to acknowledge it. Got to. Just got to do it. Uh, so let's go to the Rumble chat real quick. I know there were some people in here that, uh, that, don't, that don't care uh, for, for Wendy as their, as their uh, state senator. And uh, you know what? The audience always gets an opportunity because you guys are the bread and the butter. So let's go there now. Let's go to the Rumble chat. Boom. There it is. Don't give up, Wendy. Keep fighting. No disrespect, but was she who was named the cartel mortgage thing? Was she one who was named... With cartel mortgage thing. Oh, you're talking about, I think you're talking about that thing that um, Pete Santilli was, was, was on top of. Uh, I believe he worked that out with her. I believe he actually had her on the show. I actually talked to Pete today. Let me ask Pete about that because I believe that ended up being that she actually answered the, the call on that. On that. But uh, I'll, I'll actually ask. Uh, breaking news, no deal. Wait, what's that? Eli, can you look that up? Breaking news, no deal. Uh, for the for the debt ceiling, she's a good patriot, says Bubba Gump. Jeremy, our theme song should be Queensryche. Is anybody listening? That's a good song. That's a good song. Uh, I hope Carrie gets her case heard. Disappointed and Wendy felt like they needed more state reform on elections. I agree on that. I do agree on that. Uh, Trump is the only person who can bring back the country. Well, that is why I asked her some of those questions that you guys are, or I should say statements that you guys are putting in there. The reason why I asked her, are you supporting Trump or not? Because if she was going to say I'm supporting DeSantis, like I said, I would have been like, all right, well, it's been fun having you. I probably won't have you back on here anymore. So, you know, that is the, that was the question I've always asked people when they're running for office. We're not going to agree hundred percent, but at least it is a part. That's the main part, right? Have to start somewhere. Amen. Eli, did you get anything pulled up on the deal? All right. Keep at it. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go quickly. uh, I don't like to say quickly because I like to give our sponsors some love. They do a good thing, especially when we're down to 50% of our monthly donorship, which is uh, the lowest I think we've ever been since we started. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, EnviroCleanse has been really kind to us, but uh, not only in the fact that they continue to be a sponsor here, but by the fact that they're continuing to meet the expectations of the people who are buying the units. And I've only had one person that said that they've had to put one back, and it was only because it was faulty and they got a new one and it worked great, not because they didn't like it, okay? Um, But the other thing, ladies and gentlemen, is that they... We're talking about consuming good things and buying good products and, and, and products that are made in the USA. This is made in the USA. But also, uh, if anybody is in here who has asthma or COPD or maybe is on some kind of breathing machine, if, you ha- if, if any of those are true and you have one of these, please let the audience members know how it's changed for you or that family member. They have a 1,000 foot square foot radius. They get rid of 85 to 95, if we're talking about viruses, chemical odors and stuff like that, 85 to 95% uh, of the odors and the, uh, the diseases floating around in your house. If you got a lot of dogs, if you got a lot of dust, the thing's phenomenal and you can make payments and it's a money back guarantee if you don't like it. So what can go wrong? EKPure.com. Again, EKPure.com. Use the promo code LFA. And, uh, and join us, folks, because it's truly amazing. And uh, just so I want to uh, talk about another sponsor while we're here so that we don't have to take another break for a while, and that is Goldco, another one that's been here for a very long time. The great thing is, is they have question and answer segments. They also have, if you look on their website, goldco.com, they also have a lot of articles written by a lot of different people so you can get a different perspective. Um. Big shout out to Barbara Peters. She says, 100 bucks helping you out. Thank you for your passion and getting the word out there. Thank you, Barbara. Give my love to Jim, okay? 
So ladies and gentlemen, here it is, precious IRAs, precious metals. You can get them physically. You can get them transferred over from your 401k, buy gold and silver. It's a great way to keep your money safe. It's not a great way to make a lot of money. Maybe it is, but look at gold prices today. Look at that. And look at what they've done over the, look at this. Do, 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 do. And look at, they've just been climbing, 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 climbing. Why? Because ladies and gentlemen, people are, everybody in the world, including China, are buying more gold and more silver. So goldco.com slash live, or you can call 855-559-3433 today and see if it works out for you, whether it's you're transferring your retirement or you're trying to get physical silver coins, bars, or um, silver or gold coins and bars, okay? All right, let's move on because I want to go back to McCarthy. So prior to the show, right prior to the show, the FBI said no deal. So I was going to play this video and say, what happens if they say no, Kevin? But right when the show was starting, we got a no deal from the FBI. We are not giving you the documents that you are seeking that prove that Joe Biden was in, at the very least, a $5 million scheme for a pay-for-play uh, situation that he was in as vice president. So before we even get to this video, because again, this video I was going to show you prior to knowing that the FBI said, uh, screw you and put up their middle finger to Kevin McCarthy and James Comer. Let me ask you this. Why wouldn't the FBI give it to us? After all, we the people, if they're all about protecting we the people and they're all about the oath of office, which is protecting us from all enemies, foreign or domestic, Let me ask you in layman's terms, just regular question, politics aside, why would the FBI say no to its only oversight, which is the House of Representatives, for a subpoenaed document that that proves that Biden is guilty of at least a $5 million pay-for-play scheme while he was vice president? Why would they say no to the 3,400 people that are watching right now and only the 1,060 people who have liked this video, like it if you haven't, why would they do that? Isn't that weird? Let's go to the clip. This is what I was going to play for you before I knew that they said no because they said it right when I was coming live. Comer subpoenaed the document that he's requested. We have jurisdiction over the FBI, which they seem to act like we do not. I personally called... Uh, Director Ray and told him he needs to send that document. Today is the deadline. So let me not just tell you, let me tell Director Christopher Ray right here, right now. If he misses the deadline today, I am prepared to move contempt charges in Congress against him. We have jurisdiction over this. He can send us that document. We have the right to look at that. Republicans and Democrats alike in that committee. And if he does not follow through with the law, we will move contempt charges against Christopher Ray and the you FBI. Know what he says. They are Mr. not right, about right, the law. Hold on, hold on. There, here's Kevin McCarthy trying to make you trying to play a tough guy, right? They think that we don't have oversight committee over them. They are wrong. I personally spoke to Christopher Ray, FBI director, and told him that if you think that we don't have the ability or the right to look at that document, at least look at the document, then we are prepared to move forward with contempt charges on Christopher Ray, acting director. Make no mistake about it. Ooh, calm down, brown cow. Eli, I got goosebumps from the fear. That the great one, Kevin McCoward, who bunks with Frank Luntz, got me so scared, got me shaking in my boots. You think that the military-backed and supported FBI, corrupt all around, is afraid of that? You think they're afraid of that? Now, here is how you know that Kevin McCoward, here's how you know that the FBI, what they have and what James Comer wants is valid and damning because all they would have to say is we are going to classify this document at an FBI upper echelon level so that you cannot talk about the contents of this because you might put the American stability at risk, national security, blah, blah, blah. They could at least do that because they know that Kevin McCarthy being third in line in the presidency has open clearance to anything he wants to see, right? So couldn't they at least do that? But they won't even do that. So what does that tell you? 
The fact that they won't even like reclassify it or classify it, whatever they need to do to make sure that there are nobody that talks about this, they won't even do that. How damning is this evidence? And again, they said, no, we're not right when this show started. So I asked you earlier, do you believe that they will move to put them in contempt and bring them to court and literally move to arrest them? I guess we'll see. It doesn't look like uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray is shaking in his boots, does it to you? But here might be somebody who is an FBI director, excuse me, was an FBI director that might be shaking in his boots. Do you guys remember uh, James Comey? Because James Comey is actually coming coming out from under the woodwork right now. And he's going on Morning Joe and he's going on CBS and he's he's making his media rounds. Now, why would the world need to hear from James Comey? What sense would that make for anybody, for either party? It wouldn't. It would only make sense if James Comey is trying to protect his own skin. Remind me what just happened two weeks ago. That's right, the Durham report. Remind me who was the FBI director during all of that? James Comey. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Let's see what James Comey's doing on TV today. So if Donald Trump were reelected as someone who worked for and alongside the man, what is your sense of the potential danger of his being in the White House, again, if you see it as a danger? I think he poses a, a near existential threat to the rule of law. He will do everything he can in a new term to try to tear down the institutions that he sees as threats and to dismantle them and the people who occupy them, the apolitical people who occupy them. So there is a lot on the ballot in 2024 if he's a candidate, but the rule of law, in my view, is at the very top of the list. Okay, the rule of law is at the very top of your list. You helped create a fake story. You helped create a fake narrative that lied to a FISA court that allowed you to spy on an incoming president of the United States of America. And the rule of law is your number one priority, right, James Comey? Right? See, remember, I told you, this time around, it's the same kind of scare tactic as if we elect Donald Trump. Number one, Comey being out on mainstream media alone tells me he's scared to hell of that Durham report, okay? And he's scared of Durham's uh, upcoming testimony in front of Congress. Number two, gaslighting you about Donald Trump and what he's going to do. I told you they could no longer say he's going to start World War III or create a national crisis or an international crisis that, uh, that, 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 that it causes the demise of the United States of America. They can't say that again because he was killing it on world peace. I know that's a pun. Pardon the pun. Killing it on the world peace stage. And now the only thing they can say is he's going to destroy our democracy and our rule of law. And that's exactly right. He is coming to destroy your democracy because we live in a constitutional republic. He is coming to destroy your rule of law, which you hold so high because you do not hold the constitutional law so high. You do not. You hold your law really high. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's something that I hope I have time to show you. I'm going to play a video and then I'm going to show you right where I found this. Are you ready? All I have to say is, I've been warning you, be prepared. Roll the clip. Or, everybody needs to read this. This just came out. This is the annual threat assessment of the U.S. intelligence community. It's an unclassified report released each year concurrent with congressional testimony to Congress by the Director of National Intelligence, folks. The report focuses on what the ODNI believes are the most direct, serious threats to the U.S. during this next year. And there's one part that I want to highlight. The report has a much stronger emphasis on the threat of food insecurity, folks. The term is mentioned three times more than the last year. Food insecurity was called out as a driving factor in contributing to instability in just about every region there are many threats in the world today but this one is going to make much of the world a horrible place to try and live get prepared folks hashtag swpg all right so what is he talking about well i'm going to take you right to the report put it on the screen here it is during this right here you can get this yourself by going to the dni.gov.files this is the annual threat assessment of the united states intelligence community 
Office of the Director of National Intelligence. This was released on February 6th of 2023. I want you to scroll down here to the foreword. Let me read it to you. I think we have enough time. During the coming year, the United States and its allies will confront a complex and pivotal international security environment dominated by two critical strategic challenges that intersect with each other and the existing trends to intensify their national security implications. First, great powers rising. Regional powers, as well as the evolving array of non-state actors, will vie for dominance in the global order, as well as compete to set the emerging conditions of the rules that will shape the order for decades to come. Strategic competition between the United States and its allies, China and Russia, (laughs) over what kind of world will emerge makes the next few years critical to determining which Uh, determining who and what will shape the narrative perhaps most immediately in the context of Russia's actions in Ukraine, which we know is BS, which threatened to escalate into a border conflict between Russia and the West. Second, shared global challenges, including climate change and human and health security, are converging as the planet emerges from the COVID-19 pandemic and confronts economic issues spurred by both energy and food insecurity. Energy and food insecurity. I told you, control the food, control the energy, control the world, right? And the information, control the world, right? Rapidly emerging or evolving technologies continue to have the potential to disrupt traditional business and society with both positive and negative outcomes. Can anybody say AI? While creating unprecedented vulnerabilities and attack surfaces, making it increasingly challenging to predict the impact of such challenges on the global landscape. Ladies and gentlemen, you can get this yourself. I will put the exact... I will put the exact link in the comment thread for you right now. You must have a live, you must have a profile to see this because it is in the live chat. There you go. I put it in there. I will also put it down below for you in the comment section so it does not disappear. This is stuff that you need to get out to the American public immediately. Something else that needs to be put out to the American public is this. Let's do a side-by-side here. And I went and looked at the bill. It's absolutely disgusting. A new California bill, if signed into law, would allow you to kill a baby up to 28 days old outside the womb. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not in a battle of flesh and blood. We are a battle in a battle against spiritual demonic forces. Roll this clip, please. What I'm about to tell you is one of the most disturbing things you will ever hear in your lifetime. This is my son at about 28 days old, and right now in California, legislation is being passed that would make it legal to murder him. This bill, AB 2223, would make it absolutely legal to kill babies, not just in the womb, but now outside of the womb up to 28 days old. It would also prevent law enforcement from conducting any type of criminal investigation into the matters of the death of an infant. Many of us have been talking about not just being pro-life, but being anti-abortion for a long time now. And people say, oh, there aren't people who love abortion. They just want the freedom to choose. Who on earth would choose to murder a 28-day-old child like mine that I showed you in that video? This is the work of demons, and we must bow our knee and pray and overturn this legislation. What I'm about to tell you Not is... Not only that, the- ladies and gentlemen, we need to fast, 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 because the Bible tells us, and they took the verse out of the Bible, it's a, what is it, Matthew 17, 21, Eli? Matthew 17, 21, fast and pray. It's your only biggest weapon against demons, ladies and gentlemen. Fast and pray. And before I let you go to Will Johnson's Culture War show, coming up next here on LFA TV, I got to tell you, because his uh, countdown is starting right now, Donald J. Trump is surging in the polls, ladies and gentlemen. Since DeSantis has announced his presidency, Donald Trump is leading him by more than ever before. New national poll, 39 points ahead. He is pulling ahead further and further every month. The establishment has zero chance. Bow out now. Support Donald Trump because the $80 million he raised when he wasn't supposed to be, have it raised, it is now being frozen. That's why he's begging for money so badly because the $80 million that he raised when he wasn't supposed to raise it is being frozen and investigated. Great start, Ron establishment. Good job. 
Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here tonight. There are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever, ever prosper. Please continue to help donate here. We need all the help we can get. We're in a big war. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you. And I'll see you in the next show here on LFA TV, Culture Wars with Will Johnson. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. Keep spreading that gospel. Peace out, folks. Double.